Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to another week of Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women who are striving to be their most authentic selves by sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Hey y'all. Hey. Hey girl. What's up, sis? Hey, how are you? I am doing great, but I am motherfucking tired. Okay. <laughs> That's that on that, so we can move on from this part. <laughs> Ooh, I'm tired too. It's been a day. It's been a good day. Like everything's yeah. been, it's been busy, it's and been I think that's why busy. I'm so tired because everything's ran like everything has ran smoothly today. Mm-hmm. It's just more so like consistent, you know, doing stuff all day. It's just like oh yeah, yeah. That's tired. exactly how it's been, and this was uh, this is week one. Oh of yes. Our, yeah, of our last quarter of um, my last quarter of classes. Yes. I graduate in December, so like the last final quarter is internship. But mm-hmm. this is my second to last quarter, so I'm done with classes in September. So everything Tuesday, kind of like- yesterday, which will be like almost a week from now. Yeah, you know when when it comes out was my last first day of school so ever. Adorable. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, and I, on Monday, I started my internship mm-hmm. and that's been very cool, very lit. Um, my first day was really cute, you know. Okay. I walked in and the doctor was like, hey, what's up? And then, oh, and I saw a patient sitting there and I mm-hmm. was like, hi, nice to meet you. Introduce myself like usual. Yeah. And he was like, oh, this is your new patient. Get started. Get started. I was like, oh, give me just a second. Let me go review your files. I'll right. be right back. But, um, no, it went really well, and I'm already learning a lot, so I'm really excited. He's very chill, you know. He, um, you know, he's good. I good. like it. I like that. Um, other than that, I've just been running back and forth because mm-hmm. that's in the city. And some days I have class, so going to Marietta. Yeah, you'll get adjusted. Yeah, I'll get adjusted. You know, it just takes a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited because there's a lot of things going on. But, you know, like, in both of our lives, we have a lot going on. Like, shit is moving. Yeah, it's a lot of good things. Back to back to back to back. Yeah, but we're really just, okay, our schedule is getting real, like, okay, we got two hours and 30 minutes here. So this is where we're going to schedule this. 15 minutes later, we got to do this. And then we, yeah, it's very, like back to back for us right now for sure yeah but it's cool good getting disciplined and stuff oh getting back to the gym because i know last quarter i was so so busy june i did so good you did so good first two weeks of july bro hit me hard i have not been in the gym at all for these past two weeks and i'm like hey that's better than next week you're way better than me because remember last quarter i was i was running everywhere and i was always running to cobb county like mm-hmm. six seven days a week so and that was like an hour drive far. yeah it was an hour drive minimum yeah so i was exhausted all of last quarter like you know the first thing to go is the gym right and cooking at home. crazy you'd be like yeah the things that like give you energy and are supposed just, to like help you you're like you, yeah no mm-mm I'm going to eat these hot Cheetos and lay in my bed. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to get hot wings or okay. I'm going to just grab something on the way home because yes, I'm tired. It's never good. Like, it's never healthy. good. No. And so um, mm-hmm. one of my my cousin's girlfriend, actually, she we were talking and I was like, oh, I got to get back 
I got to get my life back together. got to get shit scheduled again. And she was like, yes, do not let your progress go to waste. And exactly. I was like, you're right, sis. You said a word, You girl. said a word there. I need to get my ass back. Mm-hmm. And so I went back uh, yesterday when I went back to campus. Okay, good. Yep. And then I just, what I do, if anybody wants to know how to get yourself and snap your shit back. Well, not snap yours, but just get back on a routine. Because mm-hmm. it's hard, especially after, like, doing things. Um, you just have to schedule time for it. So I literally, on my lunch break, I'm like, okay, I have an hour and a half to go to the gym, shower, and then like heat up my food and go to class. So I make sure instead of, and I'll just eat my food in class instead of sitting there eating it at lunch. Yeah. But I really just make time. And if I can't do it in the beginning, I do it in the middle because I'm not an end of the day type of person. Yeah, like end of the day. I don't mind. Really? Yeah, I don't I'm not a morning person. So I don't mind. I used to work out in the middle of work. Mm-hmm. So like I would go to the gym and then yeah. work and then come back lunch break or whatever. So now I do it after work. Like on my way home, I'll stop by the gym, work out, then come home. Mm-hmm. And it it works for me better. I can't wake up in the morning. I just can't. Like I know uh-huh. people out there who go and have five a.m. workouts. And yeah, I am just, that's I applaud me. You, I really do. But that four thirty alarm will go off for me. No, I'm snoozing it or I'm turning it off. It's just it's not in my ministry. it's just not i'm so sorry oh my goodness see at the end of the day i'll be done convince myself like girl you are tired Mm -hmm. go home like so i i have to do it before my brain really just processes what is going on Mm -hmm. so if i go in the morning like i'm that person that'll do a 5 30 workout but like i'll wake up go do my workout say i do five in the morning or whatever i'm done at six and then I get to go home, shower, take a quick nap, and then get myself ready before I get go somewhere at 9 or whatever yeah. the case may be. So I give myself a little time. That's why I like going in the morning. You just get it over with. Fuck it. Okay. Ah, ah, do it. Or in the middle of True. the day because it's just like it's in your schedule. It's like on a checklist. Yeah. It's like a to-do list. And you're like, okay, here we go. Got to do this. Check. Yep. Check. Did that. Yeah. Thank and you. then you just get it out the way. But... I've been talking long enough. So how you? <laughs> how you been, girl? I've been good, girl. I'm tired too, so it's okay. I don't really have much to talk about, so it's <laughs> perfect. Um, work, like I said, was long but smooth. Got mm-hmm. things done. I got to check things off of my list, my uh-huh. personal professional list. Yeah. Um, and so that was all good. And tomorrow, I got to hit the ground running, bright and early. But yeah, I don't have much to talk about because my week has not been that exciting. <laughs> so let's get into this motivation Monday. I know you got something good to bless our week. Yes, girl. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. This week we have a quote. And it could be a mantra, right? But -hmm. it's something that I think is going to get the gas started. It's going to hit the gas on what you got going on, right? You don't have to get it perfect. You just have to get it going. And that's a quote by Marie Forleo. Forleo? I hope I'm saying that right. But... I like that. I do too. Yeah. I like that. Growth. Just get it going. And it it's it speaks directly to our podcast, honestly, because as every week we get better and better, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. We just talked about that earlier too. We really did. Each week is something different, but it's like yeah. We're truly progressing in the right direction. We started off kind of trying to perfect things. Because mm-hmm. remember, I mean, you guys don't know, but we re-recorded a couple episodes. Yeah, we were like, we, we don't like it. <laughs> we are like, throw that shit out. We, we can't like do it. this. We can't mm-hmm. do this. And then we kind of caught a groove and we liked it. 
and even then when we released it there we were just saying there's some things we cringe at that we said it's like it's i want to delete this so bad but you know what it flows too good so i'm not going fuck to fuck it it's like when my voice gets super high or when i get excited i'm like ugh. Can you calm it down? I be hollering. <laughs> I, yes. I know me. I be hollering. And yes. I know people be like, girl, shut up. You are too loud right now. But, but whatever. you guys love us, so it's okay. Y'all better. You better. Anyways. <laughs> um, but, yes. No, I do. I love that. Because I think that definitely gets us into our topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, let's get into the tea. Girl, what's the tea? Okay. Bitch, I'm bored. What's the tea, ho? Bitch, when I tell you I got large, unsweet tea with a shot of raspberry, bitch, with light ice, never dark. Yeah, bitch, I hope you got two gallons so you can waste one and I spill it. So, first things first, because I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Um, Beyonce's new video, Spirit, released, uh, right? And yes. it went out along with her album. Obviously, Blue Ivy made a you know an appearance. It was beautiful, phenomenal video. From made Star an appearance. Finish. That was Blue Ivy's video featuring Beyonce. Yes. Like, I saw a few things out there that was, like, Blue Ivy featuring that girl from Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so cute. And, like, all her little backup dancers or whoever they Everyone be. in there was amazing. And I read an article. Oh, it was she just did beautiful. An Beyonce did an interview and was, like, um, she brought in people, I think, that were specifically from Africa that had mm-hmm. heritage. She usually does that. Yeah, because she wanted to She likes she to respect like, heritage and culture. Yeah, she she doesn't bring she in gentrified shit. Take note, like, bitches. Drums and things like that. She right. wanted to be, like, authentic to mm-hmm. um, our culture in general. Mm-hmm. So that was great. I love that. You like that? I know you Yes! Like <laughs> you know I love that. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce King. Beyonce King featuring the Lions. Period. Period. And y'all not finna tell me not to stand for her. Because everybody in the movie is standing for her. ABC Every- is standing for her. They Period. changed their Twitter account name to A and then B B E Y C. You they feel stand. me? Because what? We stand. We stand. The whole world stands. And I don't if you don't I don't care. You yeah. should. Something's wrong with you, and you should be. <laughs> Period. This woman puts in the work. She does. And she literally, like, first of all, she's Emmy nominated. Which is my next topic. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, I'm ruining shit. But let's go back. <laughs> she just puts in the work. She puts in the effort. Her team is amazing. Mm-hmm. She hires the best, and she hires the right people. Yes. She just does right by people. There's never a story that you've ever heard of Beyonce doing wrong by people At ever. All. Period. Ever. I agree. And that's that on that. Um, <laughs> next, the Emmys. They have been released. Obviously, Beyonce got nominated for like six different things. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Um, the characters or the people woo-hoo, from When They See Us, woo-hoo. they were nominated as yes, well, which is awesome. That um, was beautiful. I'm so is, excited. Yes. for. First of all, I'm so excited, excited for the Exonerated Five. Yes. Because they can go to all these award shows and be praised and just praised. wear their tuxes and just be who mm-hmm. they are. And people just... They want to they wanna talk to them. They want to love on them. Like, this is a story that I know I didn't know anything about. For so long. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think anyone really truly knew um, just the, the depthness of it, you know? I don't know if that's a word, but... Or the depth of it, because people probably really didn't... Um, they probably weren't ready to really talk about it. Or even if they did, it probably wasn't received... In a in positive... The, in, the, in an empathetic manner, as it... As, mm-hmm. Ava was able to depict us. Yes. Ava and her team and yeah. the actors. I agree. They were just, it was perfect. Yes. So I was really happy that they got nominated for a few It was things. a very hard thing to watch. It oh was a gosh. very hard. I haven't 
even watched all of it. I, like, I I've can't. seen the whole thing. Know. It was so hard to get through. I wanted to cut off the first episode. Yeah. Like, and my brother was like, no, you just got to keep watching. You got to make it all the way through. Yep. And he was like, episode one is going to drive you crazy. And my he sister was, was angry. I was pissed. Angry. Like, I kept pausing it and screaming. Like, I was so mad. Like, mm-hmm. livid. And then, um, Corey's episode... I haven't even watched them all, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the last one, I believe. Okay. And he deserved his own episode because he went through so much, and he had such a different experience from yeah. everyone else. And so it was sad. just crazy because, spoiler alert, he was only there because he was looking out for his friend. It was just, it was so sickening. But People are just sick. People are sick, but it was an amazing thing to watch but and very eye-opening but mm-hmm. also i'm just so glad that they're getting i mean they got their money right and you can never take the experience away you can't take that money will never take money like they said no money matter. will never replace no. it but i'm so glad that people see now and people can have these conversations with mm-hmm. kids earlier in life number yeah. one about their rights and people can be more in tune with that and educated yeah and educated, about exactly. it and um i'm just also excited for these men because they're getting the attention and praise that they deserve exactly because they should have never had to ever go through anything like that yeah. anything remotely like that i completely agree <sighs> um a few other stars were um nominated sterling k brown from this is us billy yes porter, billy porter Game sterling of Thrones, k which is one of my faves okay um, okay viola davis from how to get away with murder of course mm-hmm. yeah so there were so many different actors actors and actresses um nominated so good luck to all the black people i'm rooting for everybody black okay who are you rooting for tonight i'm rooting for um everybody black <laughs> i am exactly so yes yeah, so shout out to them next <laughs> This is kind of weird. Okay. Aisha Curry. I love me some Aisha Curry. Okay. Love her to death. Okay. So she went on. She had an interview um, because she just opened up another restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm. And the guy put her on the spot about Hot Girl Summer. Mm Mm-hmm. And so her explanation of Hot Girl Summer, she referenced City Girls and not Meg the Stallion. And she kind of fumbled on her words, which, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. She even, like, said how, like, she was put on the spot and she doesn't know really much about the Hot Girl Summer movement. Oh, but it was really funny, kind of cute. People, But she kinda... posted Hot Girl Summer as her... Ah, really? Didn't she? As a caption? Not... Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe no, I'm making No, I haven't that seen up. that from Aisha. But, I mean, she okay. very well could have. I mean, just because you post something doesn't mean you know much about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so people are kind of giving her flack because they're like, um, baby girl... Who told you to explain this? Why are you explaining this? <laughs> yeah, like, what um, is that? She's a, I love Aisha, though, but Stefan was like, um, why don't you guys explain Hot Girl Summers when you're opening up your fourth restaurant? Like, a little dig. Like, let, let's done, it's not that deep, basically, is what he's saying. You know, stand up for your woman. I love it. You right. like it, I love it. Um, Black China has an ep- a show coming out. Like, Life of Black China or something like that. But... Her mother makes an appearance, Tokyo Tony. And you know they have a very toxic relationship, both of them. Like, yeah. when it comes to them two together, it's just not okay. Uh-huh. Um, and so in a, in a clip from the episode, it shows them, like, 
getting in an argument and like yeah i saw going, that have you seen that yeah i saw it a little while back and then now it's like research resurfacing, resurfacing. Mm-hmm. i guess because it's aired i think when i saw it, it was in the trailer or something yeah. but it went viral in the trailer too but people were saying the sad part about it is she has such a lack of emotion when her mom is talking to her that way or they're interacting and it's because her mom's been talking to her that like that her whole life exactly but then other people were like your mom never called you bitches and hoes no the fuck no never Never. and that's another ever even cursed when she was mad at me it would be like sit your ass down first yeah first of all my mom don't know how to curse so it's so cute (laughs) because things never match up like (laughs) she's like shit and she's always like stuttering over it's so cute like, stop, she don't know what to say but like that's her when she get like real mm-hmm. angry or whatever but um no i don't i think that like that's that crazy vibe to me. of like oh it's your mom you have to show respect toxic is toxic is Fuck toxic that. and like Fuck if that. your mother is talking to you like that and you don't want to have any parts of it it's right. okay to remove yourself from the situation so i saw that trailer and i kind of like i'm not a huge black china fan but i also feel like empathetic towards her like that's sad to have someone like do that especially your parent like if it's some random person okay whatever but your mom that the woman that birthed you and then you have kids of your own right and they're gonna see this one day it's like why was grandma talking to you that way like i don't know i feel really bad for her so right that's so sad okay so lastly i saw this question running around on um instagram and i thought it was kind of funny because it came with a video clip but the question basically states, do you think someone who doesn't sign a prenup is in it for the money? And I asked that question because the video that it came with was like this show called Married to a Millionaire or something like mm-hmm. that. And the girl and the guy were sitting there like on in an interview and the woman was asking them this question. And she asked the girl, would you sign a prenup if he asked you to? And she was like, no, I wouldn't marry him if he did. And the guy was like, oh, we haven't had this conversation yet. And it's like, why are we interviewing then if we haven't had this uh huh. So, if someone asked you to sign a prenup, would you be inclined to say no? And if so, is it because of the money, or do you feel like a prenup is necessary depending on the situation? Okay, I want a prenup. I used to protect your assets. Yes, I used to feel right when I was younger. I used to feel like, no, if you sign a prenup, it's saying that you're going to get divorced and ride, mm-hmm. ride it. But um, I'm all about like be living freely and also contingency plans because. As I've come to terms with, we're humans, right? Mm-hmm. Things change. And as people, I mean, just even in friendships, people that you thought you would never grow apart from, you do. And it would be unfortunate yeah, that if something happened and y'all didn't have an agreement ahead of time and y'all are spending time arguing over things and stuff like that. It's, for, it's just like people who don't want to sign a will or whatever because they think that or like not sign a will but make a feel, make a will yeah or a living will because they feel like that's gonna put them closer to death and it's like no it's a contingency plan because anything can happen and you want your family members to already know what you want or how to handle your shit as opposed to having to like figure everything out gather it Scramble. argue over it exactly. yeah it's a lot and so um people break up every day people get divorced every day and when I, when 
And if I, you know, find somebody worthy of marrying, (laughs) you know, whenever the time comes, if I find somebody that makes me feel like, okay, this is, I would like to marry this person or Uh this is someone I feel like I can grow a lot with or whatever the case may be, then, you know, then I would definitely want a prenup because I plan on making like a lot of money. You know, mm-hmm. just in general for me. And I hope that you would too. Yeah. And we'll have sure. stuff together. But if something were to happen and we wouldn't know how to separate things, you know what I yeah. mean? And I don't think you ever want to get into a situation where you have to argue over small assets like who's going to take the couch. Because that's what happens yeah, too. Yeah, it gets really, get really petty. And it's not fair. It's like. It's not fair to the. I agree. And then I saw um, something. It was a, I don't remember where I saw it. It was somewhere like this week or like last mm-hmm. week. But it, it basically said that signing a prenup is not basically saying that you're going to put yourself closer to a divorce or you're planning to not be together. It's more so, first of all, marriage is an agreement. It's a contract. Yeah. So a prenup is another another form another form of like contract or comfort right it's a it's another form of because marriage essentially is a quote-unquote like contingency plan if you really think about it it's it's kind of like a contingency plan like this person is here they're supposed to be here Mm -hmm. you know whatever the case may be it's it's comforting it's a level of comfort so they were saying essentially that the prenup for the person who wants it especially is another level of comfort yeah and it's more so like because if there comes a point where, like, the Jeff Bezos and his wife... Oh, yeah, she... She Woo! she took it, like... She took. Granted, but granted, she deserved it because deserved she it, helped definitely. him build that build that company. But when you look at the dollar amount... When you look at the dollar amount, that dollar it's amount, sickening. It's like, oh like I, would, I would vomit. Oh, my gosh. I would vomit. But, I mean, they might not have had a prenup ahead of time because they 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 spent time arguing over that and if they had a prenup and say like we're building a company together if we get divorced you take 50 percent, and i take 50 percent. it wouldn't be any arguing it would just be a clean like okay this is what it is the contract says yeah it's i think it's just another level of comfort if anything were to change you 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 it's yeah i think no i agree with that it's smart stigmatism is that if you sign a prenup you're just inching your way towards divorce. But I think for both parties, even if you don't, even if you don't make a lot of money, mm-hmm. whatever you come into that relationship with, you should want to protect your assets and protect your family behind it right. too, right? So if you have a child that you're coming into a relationship with, they need to be protected at all times if something were to right. happen to you. So, I mean, I used to think also prenups, like, oh my gosh, faux pas, like, definitely don't want to do it. Now, but if you don't have anything, I would anything, definitely like want to sit down and like make sure like we're on the same page. Like yeah. there should never be anything left unsaid. And yes. I feel like when you go through divorces, mm-hmm. people's characters change completely. Yeah. And so you never want to be across I've the table from that. your spouse, uh-huh. from your ex-spouse. And now all of a sudden that China doll that you had for 15 years, they want it because it's worth $40,000 and it's been yours for the entire time. Your grandma gave people, it to you. That's what their thought process is sometimes. So. I definitely agree with you there. I, too, have something to stir in the tea. Okay. All right. Um, I've been in the Twitter streets, you know. In these streets. Searching about and stuff. First things first, let's talk about this Area 51 raid. Girl. 
talk about how they gonna give their aliens a McDonald's Sprite in the <laughs> I am so with the shits, please. Girl, this is so funny to me. And, you know, and I'm just like, you know what? Because these people got some secrets. They know some stuff. They holding this stuff from us. Go in there and figure it out. Yeah. And they feel like, okay, granted, this could be true. They feel like releasing certain information is going to cause mass hysteria, which, based off of history... It and probably how, will. And based off of white people, yes, it will. Because people will go crazy. But at the same time, like, y'all be giving up some stuff, and people be wanting to know. People well, they give out half the information. Yeah. And that's the problem, because there's people who, who can, like, devote their lives to conspiracy theories. Yeah. That's all they look into. You listen to podcasts, there's podcasts, Out YouTube there videos, everything. Yeah. everything. So it's like, you gotta come with 100%. Yeah, and the government is taking this serious. Like they're seriously like, if people you they know, gonna kill them people. Oh yeah, come in there. Oh my they gosh, gonna have they the, a, the like National Guard out like there. The yeah, day. I was like, well, it's that they're gonna have the National Guard out there. They're gonna be killing citizens when they try to get into Area Fifty One. Because first of all, then people gonna find out that we never went to the moon. Okay, I'm so tired of people saying that we went to the moon. My nigga, they filmed that shit. <laughs> they filmed that shit. Come on. So if we went to the moon... I can either confirm or deny. I don't look into conspiracy theories. I have a question, deeply. first of all. If we went to the moon in, what, 1964, whatever the hell month, year we went to it, okay. back in the 60s or 70s, if we went to the moon back when y'all said we did, why mm-hmm. we ain't been able to make it back yet? Why everybody died on the way there? They can't even... They don't die on the way back. They die on the way there. Are y'all... Have anybody... Has anybody gone to the moon since? No! No! Mm. I mean, other countries, I'm not familiar. Russia. I think we Russia did. Like, basically, podcast, they're going to be like, government's going to be like, <laughs> no, put that shit in there. Because <laughs> this, this, this has to do with Area 51, and this is why people want to know. Because y'all were in an arms race with, like, all the other oh, countries yeah. to get, like, to get to the moon or whatever to say that we were the most advanced. Mm-hmm. And... If they were in an arms race and they couldn't figure it out and somebody else could with whatever technology they have. Because there are other countries that are light years ahead of us in technology. Like light years. Japan. Japan? What? China? What? Hello? Like, seriously. But um, they were in an arms race and so it was like they just, they simply recorded that. Okay. You know, why we ain't been able to get back yet? That's a good question. That's a solid question. Anyway. (laughs) So that's that. My next thing is this, um ice uh shit first of all it's terrible like first of all it's terrible for them to have people locked up in cages and the government is sitting here well not the the whole government but mike pence and donald trump is in here acting like it's not happening which is kind of crazy to me it's like a concentration camp honestly it's like no it is a concentration camp period like that's it you have like families and children just like separated just like kids like sleeping on floors and stuff but i wanted to talk about this ice agent that went ice bay what is that and you niggas are trash each and every single one of you are fucking hot basura my nigga you are a hot (laughs) boiling fucking garbage how in the how in the entire motherfuck are you guys lusting after this bitch who has people, people of color, who actually like, you know, Mexicans, like, we pretty much fuck with them. Like, they give us avocados. Now avocados done went up. We can't get multiple avocados for less than a dollar, my nigga. One avocado costs you one seventy nine, two seventy nine. That's why I'm... Inflation. Girl, that's why I kept my seeds. I'm growing my own avocados. Like, you I'm, do that. 
I believe it. I'm not playing with y'all. You know, I got my. I'm working <laughs> no, on it. Justin, believe I know, girl. I'm not finna be out here paying twelve dollars no. for six I avocados. And honestly, number one, number two is sickening what y'all are doing to these people for the simple fact that they just want to live a better life. That's all. First of all, and you mad that they're taking the jobs that y'all want that y'all have? Do y'all want to be outside all fucking day building houses and setting shit up? Do you do you know how to build a house in less than a week? Them labor intensive. They first of all, they that is skilled work. Mm -hmm. That is very skilled work, and those men work their asses off for little to for little to nothing, just so they can send money back to their families to give them better opportunities. Like y'all need to fucking learn how to work with these people and not like give them jobs give them somewhere like help them out don't fucking mm-hmm. put them in cages like they're fucking animals and not feed them and give them fucking showers for 40 days that's ridiculous anyway that's and you nasty. niggas are whole ass trash for less than after this woman this woman got booking in her bio allegedly she got thirty thousand followers oh my i'm gosh. just i'm just y'all are sick Y'all are fucking sick. And she's talking about, yeah, my job gets hard sometimes. Bitch, shut the fuck. Shut the fuck up. Last part of the tea, which is really not tea, but this is a shout out to our Georgia Southern family. We lost one of our eagles. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not get much um, opportunity to spend with Cedric. But um, an eagle has fallen. An eagle has fallen, and the stoop would never be the same. I learned about the stoop. Remember when the Alphas, the Sigmas, the Kappas, they all lived in that? What's that neighborhood called? Um, Burke. Church of the Beat, Burkhalter. Yeah, Burkhalter, when they mm-hmm. all lived back in Burkhalter. Mm-hmm. So they called that area, I guess, the stoop. The stoop but stoop. I remember, like, when I got there freshman year, sophomore year, they talked about it. But I never knew who started it, and mm-hmm. I really didn't. He, I think he might have been gone maybe when we, like, maybe freshman year or something. Okay. But um, he passed, and people—I mean, he was a great guy. And I, I'm sad that I didn't get a chance to know him, but yeah. people are hurt. Like, I mean, just hurt, which quite naturally, of course, yeah, we are because we— we are close in it. We very, we really are, and so that's very sad. And mm-hmm. everybody who's hurting from this is in our prayers. His family, his friends. My heart goes out to them. My heart goes out to them. We love y'all. We love y'all so much. So that's it for the tea. Sorry, we had to end on that note, but we really needed to. I really needed to say that because I would be remiss if I didn't. Of course. Okay. So let's get into the scoop. Let's get into the scoop. I realize I do have to change. I have to change in the cursing, certain type of things I do. I gotta I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today though. Today I'm walling. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. So this mm-hmm. week's topic is gonna be about perfectionism and how we have to find the proper tools to truly not let that hinder us so much and really focus on the progression that we're taking um, within our careers, within our personal lives, within our friendships and things of like that question. So I have a couple of questions, of course, because I always come with the questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also have ways um, to kind of really focus on the beauty of progression and why that's so important if you are a perfectionist. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what drives your perfectionism? I was raised by a perfectionist. Mm. 
my mother is a perfectionist. I mean, I vividly remember as a child asking her how she does everything so perfectly. Like, I would ask her, how do you cut everything so perfectly? How do you color so perfect? How is everything you do so perfect? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, it's not. It's not. Like, but it really is. Even to this day, I am in awe of the things that she does because everything is just so, like, it just is yeah. so perfect. Okay. But I also see her process. She does not release, you know, she has a bakery. She doesn't release anything if it's not to her standards. Okay. She will literally be crying if something's not exactly how she wants. She, mm-hmm. You know, but I was raised by a perfectionist. So that's just in my nature. Okay. Um, That's by design. I mean, even the way I write, like, the way I write, people talk about it all the time. They say it looks like a font, like, yeah. on the computer. Because when I was younger, when I would write, you know, our paper before was, like, that recycled. So, if you erased, it would still be that black smudge, remember? Yes, I definitely So, do. my mom hated <laughs> that. So, if I messed up on my homework, I had to start over every single time. Like, she did not like for me to erase. Oh, my god! So, gosh. I would have to start over. So, it became a thing. So, now, I just start over. But now, I have the lovely iPad Pro. So, I can just keep erasing and then rewriting it and get it how I want it. Okay. But, yeah. So... Yeah, I'm just a perfectionist by design, and it's something that is part of me, but I try not to let it overtake me, but it does sometimes. It does a lot of the time. Yeah. It does. I was definitely not raised by a perfectionist. (laughs) Really? Yes. But I do feel like sometimes I add the pressure on myself when it comes to my expectations of my work. Yeah. Like, if I actually put something out there... I definitely want it to be the best thing ever. Because your name is connected to exactly. it. That's you. And that's the biggest part of it, really yeah. and truly, right? Um, that holds so much weight. And I was researching today about, like, what's a healthy perfectionist view and what's, like, what's an unhealthy perfectionist mm-hmm. view, you know? And so, like, unhealthy, you kind of have unrealistic high standards for yourself that you know you possibly, like, it's just going to be hard for you to meet realistically, Right. right? And then you're very overcritical with yourself Mm -hmm. um, regarding your performances. And sometimes the self-worth is based on the achievements Mm -hmm. because you never feel like you're good enough. Um, And then healthy, obviously, is the opposite of that. So where you give yourself these standards and these, you know, expectations, but it's a balanced view of um, the performance and you don't base your self-worth on that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I wasn't raised by a perfectionist, like I said. And so I do give myself, I definitely am hard on myself. I think everyone's hard on themselves mm-hmm. to some kind of extent. But I think it's really important to kind of not let that affect just who you are. Right. Since you were raised by a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Do you find that as you've gotten over, older, it's affected like certain aspects of your life, whether that be friendships, career, relationships, just life in general? Do you ever find that like affected in a good way or affected in a bad way? It doesn't have to be negative. It can be positive too, but... Um, as far as friendships and relationships, um, now, no, I think before I had this, and I think as women, we go through this too, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's programming, right? Yeah. But I created this idea of how I wanted my life to look by a certain time. Yeah. And I was more so stressed about it not getting there. Like, oh, if I'm not married with children by the time I'm 30, then I'm not doing it. I was like, what? Like, that that shit is fucking comical now. Like, I remember I used to think that. I used to really be like, if I don't have, I want three kids. If I don't have them by the time I'm 30, then I'm not having them. If I don't get married, then, and I'm like, 
I'm not ready to be anybody's wife or anybody's mom. Mom. And I remember um, seeing on Twitter today this quote that I found or tweet was by uh, Nakia Stevens. Mm-hmm. But her at is screenwrite, W-R-I-T-E, her underscore. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm personally... I'm personally glad I'm not a mom or wife yet. My children and partner deserve the best version of me. And I'm working so hard to give that to them. That's my motivation. Mm -hmm. And that's true. Like, it's comical to me to think that I thought by 30, I would be ready to be somebody's mother. Because what? Yeah. I mean, my mom was, but that shit is crazy. Because, like, how did y'all do that? How were y'all my age with... Times are so different. Multiple children. I mean, people do it. And it's, it's, I guess they say, you know, if you have to do it, you will. And I... And everybody's path is not the same. Some people... Right. I have friends that are married, and they're my age, 28. Right. Younger, and they same. got married younger. And that works for them. I personally think I'd definitely be divorced right now. Girl, divorced. He would be Lord through with my ass. Okay? He would be like, the door. The door, bitch. <laughs> Who are you? Exactly. So, I totally... I like that because I feel like we all have these, like ideas of what our life's gonna look like mm-hmm. and then when the time comes it's just like oh my gosh i'm actually super thankful mm-hmm. that my life doesn't look like anything that i planned yes i'm so because, grateful because yes. i would be loopy yeah i just feel like everything that i thought that everything i thought my life was gonna look like when i was 16 if it looked like that now i would be miserable i wouldn't be mm-hmm. a, a better version of myself right because i would be sitting here trying to be the better person that i can't be because mm-hmm. i don't even know what avenue to go on right you know right and um as far as career goes in my personal like career journey growth Mm -hmm. towards like being a doctor that perfectionism perfectionism hasn't gotten in the way with that i've just been doing my damn best i mean initially i used to be really hard on myself to get certain grades and make dean's list and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i'm putting way too much stress on myself i'm losing my mind like I just need to do my best and my best is good enough. And I mean, even when I do my best and my best is good enough, I'm making A's and hundreds like, how the hell did I do that? Mm -hmm. Wow. But I guess I knew more of the information than I thought I did because my anxiety got to the exam before I did. Exactly. Um, And other than that, with my YouTube um, career, (laughs) we're posting (laughs) my YouTube videos and I have... You know, you know how I am. I have everything planned out for like twenty years ahead of time. You like really do. this is what's next. This is the next phase. This is the next phase. Like I'm that type of. I have that thought process. Mm-hmm. I think big picture all the time. Yes. So when it comes to my YouTube, I know how I want it to be, and I'm. And I, I, for example, I don't want to use iMovie for my YouTube videos, and I've just been recording and recording and recording, and I have things on my computer ready to edit, but. Yeah. I want Final Cut Pro. So I waited till I had enough money to get that $300 program and I'm going to use it to edit my videos. And now I feel comfortable releasing things because I feel like I have creative control completely over how I want it to look. And I'm able to make things how I envision in my head Mm -hmm. and I'm not restricted to this homemade looking shit. Yeah. You know, But are you okay if it wasn't? So if you so you have the new the new software now right and so when you record obviously your vision in your head comes alive but there's things that you just can't plan for so Mm -hmm. are you are you becoming comfortable 
knowing that the things that you can't plan for just happen? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so um my first videos yeah remember i told yes. you so i went to philly and i recorded i remember that and it was i mean it was just beautiful i recorded in my friend's house mm-hmm. in her kitchen and people were literally i've just posted a picture and people were like are you in a studio what are you doing like i was literally in a friend's kitchen in a friend's kitchen set up a ring light and a camera a couple cameras and it was like okay cute yeah. but it looked really good and part of Initially, I thought that only one of the cameras was recording, but I didn't realize until I got home. So when I got home, I saw all the information I recorded on one camera SD card. The other SD card didn't have the information on there, so I was flipping out. Mm-hmm. And the other one was just like a few shots, just like certain like okay. angles. But it wasn't like the main shit was the meat and potatoes was on the other one. Yeah. And it literally is not there. And I recorded as if I was recording my first video and all that shit. And I'm so sad about it. And I'm really trying to get it. So I am going to just keep trying and keep trying because I don't want to post it until I get my good first video back. Because so perfectionist is showing. <laughs> yes. And that's it's hindering my your creative growth creative growth exactly yeah because when you're a creative person if you can't get i think the thing about being a creative person is you you have to get it out yes right you have to get it out and get get it done and when you get it done you're like huh not that it necessarily not that it necessarily has to go out to the world but for example think about beyonce we were talking about beyonce before we're talking about perfectionism this is just perfect we're gonna Mm -hmm. talk about beyonce every episode but this like relates to her of course (laughs) so um beyonce is a perfectionist as we Mm -hmm. all know but she has her perfectionism she's used it and targeted it towards progress Mm -hmm. right as in like i want to be better like she wants to be her a better self and she doesn't compare herself to someone else and think that that's perfect she compares herself to her last self so how she watches her um so she's constantly videos yeah lessons that she's learned over time and i mean i'm sure that's something that you did as an athlete growing up too because like i was watching my tennis film like my dad would set up a camera and i would have to sit there and watch my matches and i would have to figure out where i made mistakes Mm -hmm. what i could do better and we would talk about it and everything but that's that's something with perfection like if it's not right i'm not i'm not releasing it because my name is on it period Mm -hmm. but that is also a great thing but i think that she has learned that things fall by the wayside sometimes or things are just not perfect and you just kind of go with it and you make it better next time and you make it better next time and you're constantly striving to make it better yes as opposed to not doing anything and not making it and it not being perfect as a creative person if you can't do that you feel stunted and you feel like stressed yeah you know yeah. I mean, you know, you're very creative as mm-hmm. well when you can't get something to come out exactly or not exactly how you want it, but just get the vision. It's just get a foundation of the vision. I think that's the hardest part. I think yeah. creatives in general have a very hard like part. Like when we were creating this podcast, yeah. it took a minute for us because remember, we were like, we should do a podcast, but we didn't know about what we didn't know what we wanted to name it. Yep. We didn't know Anything. There's so many different things that go into starting There's things. so much planning that planning comes. Planning behind it that that definitely can slow the process down yeah it really can the planning behind everything can slow it down but planning is also the most important part of it yeah but you can't let planning hinder your growth you kind of can't let the planning slow everything down either yeah because i mean this podcast at 
as since as we've grown, right? Mm-hmm. We're on episode nine right now. I mean, nine episodes in is so much better than when we started. Yeah. Like, I haven't even listened to our first episode again yet or our first couple. I will at some point to see kind of, you know, how it goes. But I just know when I listen back to our shit, I'm like, damn. The progression, the growth. Damn. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm really impressed by, you know, us and how we work well together and how things come out and it's not necessarily it's perfect for what we imagine at the moment like we usually it usually just kind of forms and comes together and we're like yeah that's it right there right but there are also things that we want to do better like Mm -hmm. we said there are things we cringe at and we just kind of make the change for the next one like exactly remember we used to say like all the time yeah now we're like so and all like, the time. like 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 <laughs> like and now we say okay so okay, okay so okay but we so. used to say like all the time and so we got better we got a lot better on <laughs> with that yes we have and just the editing i mean our social media has gotten better yeah but i think what you said earlier really stood out so being better but not giving, not putting that added stress upon yourself. I think as black women, we already have to, we already feel like we have to be mm-hmm. two times, three times, 15,000 times better than our next person. Right. But by not comparing each other to one another and just really mm-hmm. walking into our, like walking in our purpose, I feel like that helps a lot when it comes to perfectionists. Like I said, I didn't grow up around that environment, right. but I understand the look and the feel of mm-hmm. wanting to have your work and wanting to have your your thoughts and your ideas come out and be perfect. Right. I Especially as members, an event coordinator. Yes. I have family members um, who are creatives as well, and they literally will not put anything out until it is up to standards of what they want. But yeah. what I found to be very interesting and funny almost, too, is that, like, nothing is ever perfect. Nothing is no ever how perfect. how much, like, stress you put on it. Because to me... By being a perfectionist, you own, you're you're also adding that anxiety on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because now the thoughts that you're talking about with your YouTube channel, right? Which is going to be great anyways because whatever you touch, it's already destined for you. But right. we work ourselves up so much that we don't even realize like the, the added stress onto it. And then every time you think about that one idea or that one creative content that you have going mm-hmm. on, you're like anxious about it coming out. Or you're anxious about, you know changing things up and doing things of that nature because of that added stress that you've already put onto that. It's, it's, it, it makes me laugh, but at the same time, it's like, you know that this is already predestined for you. Yeah. Just do it. I think we are our own worst critics. We are. We really are. And the idea that we have in our head, right, we tell ourselves subconsciously mm-hmm. that everyone else has this same eye. Yep. Or vision that we do. Because there's lots of things that I put out that I really don't care for or that I wish I had more money to afford custom packaging for or something like that. But I say, okay, well, this will do for now. And I know that, that that also gives me room for growth because... You don't want to be the best, your best self right, right now. Because there's so much growth, there's so much joy in the journey, right? There's so much that you can get from the growth and the Mm -hmm. progression. Like, for example, I've been in school to be a doctor for four years, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I talk to a lot of people and they feel, a lot of people that are in my class right now, feel like, okay, I'm going to go into practice. I'm perfect. I'm ready to go. And for me, 
even though I've been studying the human body for so long, all of this has taught me is that I know nothing. And I heard um, Bill Nye... Or the science Levo- guy? Yeah, he has love a podcast. Him. And oh, you got to okay. listen to it. I, I love do. his podcast, actually. But, you know, I'm a nerd. So, like, it Whenever speaks to me. Whenever I meet anyone named Bill, I'm always like, Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my okay. gosh. But Bill Nye and LeVar Burton did a podcast episode together. Mm-hmm. And LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Um, so, they were just talking. And one of them, I can't remember, but they said, a wise man knows that he knows nothing at all. And Beyonce said they don't like something, too. So many people. Like, so many people said that. that. Like, say it, yeah. a wi- the wisest people know that they know nothing at all. And if any, if this program, right, this last four years of becoming a doctor, mm-hmm. right, has taught me anything. And the doctor is supposed to signify, I guess, the level of highest knowledge, right? But really, a doctor means teacher. So you're supposed to have the highest knowledge so that you can educate. educate. Mm-hmm. But I know I feel like I know nothing. Like I feel like I know so much, but I feel like the so much that I've learned has taught me that there's so much that I don't know. Yeah. I've learned so much that I realize there is so much that I don't know that I'm gonna never stop learning. You should never stop learning in general. And that's right? across the board in anyone's career, no matter what right. like what you do in your life. Like, you're never going to know everything. Right. You're going to learn something new every single day. Like, I right. love, like, in my profession, I'm an event coordinator. Like, the magnitude of that versus, mm-hmm. like, a doctor, I mean, it's not really comparable, but... Girl, I still, no, I, it <laughs> is, because that shit is science. It, it's, that shit it's is a process, science. It's a process. Sure. But I just think that what you're saying is so true. Like, you're going to continue to learn so many things over time. And, like, if you try to cram everything in right now to know everything right now, sometimes being the smartest person in the room ain't the best. Yeah. The best part about being, like, when you get to the end, right, from what I hear, is looking over the journey. When I look over the things that I stressed about in high school or in undergrad, or even the things that I struggled with in the beginning of my program birth, like that are come so easy to me now, right? The the joy comes in the growth and the journey. Mm -hmm. So I look over it and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And I used to be, I'm still kind of hard on myself, especially when it comes to when I deal with patients, because I want to be the best so that I can give them the best care, yeah. right? So I'm always critiquing myself, always changing things that I do so that I can, you know, be the best. In and further. that's a natural part of life. Right. But at the same time, I don't let it hinder myself so much that I won't try or that I won't. I won't actually go out there and like talk to people or get patients. I have enough confidence in my ability for what I know now, Mm -hmm. right? That I can apply what I know now and be the best at what I know right now. I don't have to be this person that I know I'm going to be eventually because I'll get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the journey, like you said. The journey. You need to learn. You need to grow from your mistakes. And you need to like be able to open yourself up to receive all the many um, lessons that you're going to learn from just your directors and your, yeah. your, you know, managers and whoever else that you work with at your um, practice and things like that. Right. Well, I think just I know I constantly I keep saying this podcast, but this is a perfect example, example for that, us yeah. to talk about, um, especially with us working with one another. I mean, our level of perfectionism 
is is different in different ways because mm-hmm. there's things that I notice that I pick out and things that you notice and you pick out that we never would have seen or noticed. But it's crazy because I I actually us working together is so cool because it's like having a group project that works the fuck out. Like yes. it actually because like I used to hate group projects. Right, I now. used to hate group <laughs> projects and I still do. But I think it's more so like you hate group projects because you gotta you have to find the right person. Yeah. It has to be like a symbiotic relationship. And exactly. there's a lot of things with me and you that we don't have to verbalize because we kind of want the same thing and we don't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be things that we want for the podcast that we might not be able to find the words for. And maybe I'm thinking we should do this and you say it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, we should. Yeah. That's happened more than once. Yeah. <laughs> that happens more than once. And honestly, it also is very surprising because I'm impressed. Oh. I am impressed by the things we're able to do, the things you're able to do. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Honestly, because even just, I mean, we got, we get, we get like a hundred downloads on like a lot of our episodes and it's just getting bigger and bigger. You know, (laughs) people are listening. We have a couple people listening in like other countries and it's just like, wow. Cause I mean, Mm -hmm. we're just creating, honestly, we're creatives. We are creating what we see in our head and we're like taking our reality because these are conversations that we have anyway. Right. And putting them out there. And we're making it into a content friendly format where people would actually want to, you know, listen to it. And it's something that we create together, but we picture it. So it's like we created our own talk show. You know what I mean? When you think about it and it's like, yeah, it's so us in so many different ways. And I think that we came to the table like that, too. But I think also that we both have the set of standards for ourselves Uh and so i never have to wonder like what is she gonna do this is she gonna do that it's just i know that she has a set of standards and like we both have very high standards for ourselves very high standards for ourselves and like whatever we touch we're not gonna give half ass that's very true because i'm never worried about like the audio like when you send me the episodes to review i'm usually more so i might hear a few things here and there that i'm like oh she might not but it, you have a lot to go through because we usually you cut a lot and we talk we ramble a lot Girl. sometimes but <laughs> but no so when i hear how you edited it and how you changed the conversation up and how you created it mm-hmm. into like this format is really cool and i like it and um but I think the best part about it is the trust behind it, too. Yeah, right? the trust aspect is And huge. I think more people, I think more women, black women specifically, have to start trusting themselves. Like, I think it's really important as creatives. Trust yourself. Yes, yeah. as creatives, when you are, you know, thinking of an idea to put out there or coming up with content, like, trust that your idea is good. Yeah. Like, you didn't think of this idea for no reason. Like, yes, you can tweak it. Yes, you can change some things. You can even seek advice from your friends, mm-hmm. family, or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, if you don't have trust within your own material, how can you expect for someone else to trust yeah. what you're putting out? And did you uh, hear the quote? And I'm sure other people have said this, but the Curlbox owner mm-hmm. um, and CEO, okay, she said... I can give you all of the steps and the exact formula that I took to get where I am, right? But y- you don't have the same sauce. Like, 
you got your sauce and I got mine. So it's going to come out different every time. Every time. It's never going to look the same. It's never going to look and the that's same. that's okay. Because it's a representation of you and you are not like me. Mm-hmm. And if you try to be, it's never going to be as successful because what's for you is for you. And that's the thing that my mom was really heavy um, yes. with telling me. Because my mom has always been the type of person, if somebody says they want to start a business, they need a car, they need, my mom is very helpful. Like, yeah. she knows so much and you just like... Hey, how do I do this? And she'll be like, oh, I found this and this and this and this. Because she wants, first of all, more specifically, she wants black women to just have all the access to whatever they can. Resource, resource, resources. 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 Right. But also, um, she, when it comes to starting businesses, like I said, my parents are serial entrepreneurs, right? So when it comes to somebody saying they want to start a business, my mom gets so excited. She's giving ideas. She's looking up things, whatever. She doesn't care if you want to make the same product as her. Cool. It's not going to be the same. It's, it's never going to have your flair on it. It's going to have your flair on it. And your audience may be different than mine. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, you know. So um, that's very important or whatever when it comes to black women working together for yeah. sure. Supporting one another and all their journeys. I totally agree. Yeah. And you may not work with everyone well. And you don't have to. Yeah. But you have to. It's great for you to reach out and find people that you can have a symbiotic relationship and that, you know, have the same high standards for themselves that you do. Because, like you said, that trust factor is very important if you have a business partner that you're working with, because this is a business. It is. This shit this is, is a an business. It's an investment. And it's it's not, a business. And like, and yeah, exactly. And we treat it like a business. Like, exactly. We have a schedule. We stick to our schedule. We have set times. We if are we organized. Have to, we have to, like, change things up. We communicate with one another. It's yeah, a Yeah, this is not a hobby. This is yeah. absolutely a business because this is how we operate it as well. Exactly. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's, that, that's a great, it's a great thing when, your perfectionism, I guess, pays off and you get content and things mm-hmm. that, you know, you can be proud of. Yes. But don't need don't everything like, to yeah. be so, so perfect. Because like you said, when we release stuff, sometimes we say stuff and we're like, uh, but we leave it in there yeah. and we're like, fuck it. And we just post it and that's it. Because then somebody... We're authentic to ourselves. And I think that's what the beauty yeah. of it is too. I think that we're so grounded in who we are mm-hmm. and obviously we've worked really hard to, to be here yeah who we are who it was a process okay a process um and i just think that's a beauty and progression in general the fact that we can look back on our journey and say dang look how far we've come and mm-hmm. not just with the podcast but with our friendship and with mm-hmm. our other friendships and our career and things like that there's just so like many, personally like with yourself like the development side of everything mm-hmm. and that aspect of that is so much more I'm so much more grateful for those right. you know, rather uh-huh. than like the financial, like whatever comes, you know, behind mm-hmm. those. That's great. Cause I feel like as a perfectionist, right. You're right. You've already said, yes, I've grown up in that environment. Mm-hmm. I think the financial aspect is something that will come because you've put the work in, but I don't think, I think when you put too much stress on that one aspect, that's when things don't really work out the way you expect because you're putting that stress added pressure onto yourself, mm-hmm. stress onto your idea. You're not able to articulate or convey your message, mm-hmm. you know, correctly. And that can hinder yourself too. That can slow down the process. Mm-hmm. And then you're not grateful for the actual progression of what you've been doing. Right. So by having like that mindset of, yes, I'm a perfectionist, but I'm also 
realistic about what I'm giving myself, realistic about the goals that I have and the standards that I have for myself, I think that helps in the long run and the finances will just meet you there. Yeah, and I think also a big part of um, overcoming your perfectionism Mm -hmm. is being organized because a lot of times you can be a perfectionist and be completely disorganized. And I think it helps to write out lists and write things out because, I mean, think about all the things we write out. We have a... We have I live a by my planner, girl. To, if it's not on the planner, or if not it's on the not calendar, on the calendar, it's not happening. It is not happening. We have joint like notes, yep. joint um, documents that we add to go constantly. We go over with mm-hmm. each other. We really do um, because, and it takes a lot of organization to be able to, and a lot of discipline as well mm-hmm. to be able to create things and not let your perfectionism perfectionism get in the way. Exactly, but it gives you space enough that if you feel like something isn't up to your standards, you can change it. You know what I'm saying? Like how we gave ourselves plenty of space. Like if we didn't like our initial episodes, we were just okay. We're gonna keep it recording. We're gonna exactly. figure it out. We're gonna do it again. Another day and- to record. Right, like, girl, okay, so when can you come back? Because we need to try that again. This is terrible. This was terrible. Now I'm listening to it, you know? But I think we hit a lot of good points Mm -hmm. in this little combo that we had. Um, I've had a lot of conversations lately, personally, and as you said, you have as well, Mm -hmm. with other people about perfectionism and letting that hinder your growth. So, Jasmine, in her research, found a few tips from um, XO Nicole's blog. Love her blog. Yeah, she's pretty good. I see it every now and then. Um, First, instead of striving for perfection, strive for progress. That's something that we talked about. You know, be grateful for the the journey the joy is in the journey and the beauty is in the progression of everything exactly when people can see how you've grown and see what you've become it's way better than just looking at the end picture with no context behind it next it's what we produce not how perfect we produce it and that's true as well as long as you're producing quality whatever it is quality content whether it be an event you're planning mm-hmm. or a podcast or a youtube video or whether you make body butter yeah. you know whatever you do as long as it's quality and it's to your quality and you're not just producing shit and just throwing it out there then that that's what's most important right yeah you got to trust in your product trust in your product trust in what you can do mm-hmm. in your abilities Lastly, if we remember that it's our steps that bring us to growth and completion, not our perfection, we will better position ourselves for greatness. And that is beautiful. That is really beautiful. And that really sums it up. (laughs) Perfectly. Perfectly. (laughs) You want to get into the taste of the week? Yeah, girl. So this past weekend, I was in Charleston, mm-hmm. went out to uh, do some more interviews. Well, a- another interview, uh, spent some time at a doctor's office, went to see my family. My dad is from there, so went to see some family, spent some time. Cool. It was cool. Um, but before I left, my friend, what do I want to call her? Ooh, my Geechee gal. Okay. My Geechee gal <laughs> and her sister, we went out. <laughs> For brunch before I left. And Charleston 
as people who have been is no it's very cute mm-hmm. um i grew up going to charleston all the time and i never really appreciated it because we never did touristy things we were going to like Most my grandma's house and, and like places like that they don't really I, we never went to a restaurant yeah. yeah we just were like you know doing family shit so i never really enjoyed it and now going as an adult i'm like this is really cute i love it here you know it's different but um they have this thing called second sundays okay right second sundays on king street so on king street these stores bring their stuff from the inside out so all the products all the they bring tables outside Mm -hmm. and people walk up and down the street and they shut down the street and they bring it all out into the street and you walk up and down the street, you shop, you eat, whatever. Cute. Mm-hmm. So they do it's very cute. But we went to this place on King Street for brunch. Okay. It's called the Rare Bit. Yes, the Rare Sounds Bit. Good. And it's one it's one word, but um their symbol is a rabbit. It's very cute. Okay. The rare bit R A R E B I T. Okay. One word. It's four seven four King Street, Charleston, South Carolina. 29403. That's the address. So what did you eat there? Oh my goodness. I actually had the waitress and I do this a lot, but I've never had a waitress this courageous because I I was a server for a while, so I got very comfortable with trying different things on the menu. And um I told her it surprised me. Nice. I said as long as it doesn't have mayo sis, I'm good. And she was like, "Okay." She didn't even hesitate. She literally all right, I know exactly what I'm going to order. And I was like, I like that. I like her. So anyway, um, I got the Southern Fried Catfish. Love catfish. Oh, my goodness. Oh my and gosh. it came with sautéed spinach and mac and cheese. It was so delicious. I ate the entire plate. And it was light, you know. After we went out, we walked around. We looked at some shops, even though it was burning up hot. It was such a cute environment. Cool. Yeah. So that's what I have for Taste of the Week. And that's about it for this week's episode. I know. I hope that you guys truly enjoyed this topic. It will be definitely one of many. I think this topic can yeah. definitely we'll continue We'll talk about on. this, I'm sure, in different aspects definitely. a couple more times. But guys, continue to follow us and check out some more of our stuff on Instagram at becomingshe underscore. That is B-E-C-O-M-I-N-G-S-H-E underscore. If you have questions or just want to have um, certain topics that you want to hear or you just need some advice, send us some because we definitely want to hear from you at our Gmail account. That is becomingshelive at gmail.com. B-E-C-O-M-I-N-G-S-H-E-L-I-V-E at gmail.com yes please send us questions obviously as i said last episode they don't have to be anything about your personal business we're not using names we're going to create names for everybody exactly um but it can be something as general as a question about career it can be something about you know that you that you feel like relates to something that we talked about previously whatever the case may be we want to in um insert an advice segment into the show um as you can see our segments are forming together nicely very nicely and shout out to jb for that editing boo because Mm-mm. baby those intros okay. they slap. yes thank Girl. you you know, you know. 
You do the damn thing. I be trying, girl. I be trying. You do the damn thing. But yes, we want to add another intro in there. We want to and we want to hear from more. you guys truly. It's not yeah, just about the too. intros too. Yeah, yeah, it's not just about the intros. We do love finding intros. Don't get us wrong. Don't get <laughs> us wrong. But we really do want to hear from you guys. We want this to be a community. We want to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. So send us some shit. Okay, that's all we have for you guys this week in totality. So, thank you guys for listening. We love y'all. You know, stop being perfectionists out here. Just create some, create something great. Representation of yourself. Just do it, like Nike exactly. says. Exactly, because you are the best. You really are. All right, go forth and prosper. Have a great week. It was great talking to y'all, and we'll talk to y'all next week. For sure. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.